This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more cake. Even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. On Almighty Baller Radio. Radio, radio. Welcome, welcome to Riding the Pine. I am Hondo here with Guy. We're back. Back for episode 30, back for the playoffs. Here we go. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. You know what? We ran a little bit late last night, so yeah. we're going to catch everybody up. We got six games. We got we got good, the bad, and the ugly. I like it better when you said, hey, welcome to Ryan Pond. What's up, Guy? You, <laughs> you don't even know how I feel. You don't know what's on my mind? I don't know, man. I just, I just went in. I just went in. Had a lot of caffeine, ready to go. I had two of my favorite teams playing on one night, so I am on two screens. I am rolling. Yeah, Gee, where do we start? We, we got to start. Let's let's catch everybody up on yesterday. Or sure. thought, thoughts and opinions on yesterday, and yeah, then, then kind of get going here. Um, it's fucking unbelievable. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Um, it's fun to run around. It's run around like Ricky. <laughs> I don't even know the lyrics to that song. I don't know. That sounded cool in my head though. Everyone, every series has played at least two games now. Yes. We've seen the ups at home. We've seen the upsets at home. Yeah. And we've seen Pelicans soar and Pelicans fly. Yeah. We've seen Celtics and the Rosiers taking it by the horns and being like, no, ma'am, I won't take another. (laughs) And uh, we've seen Houston play two different styles of games and basically had whatever they fucking wanted. Yes. Um, Yes. It's... Surreal to see how a season has kind of unfolded the way it has, and yet I feel like the playoffs have been the only meaningful games that's ever happened this season. Like, I have actually seen more impactful, actual impactful games in these past couple games, yeah, for each team, for each team, even if they're losing, even if they're getting blown out, than the entire regular season. It just it just shows the importance. I don't know. I don't know if it I, just shows the importance of what these games mean, what they I, so, matter. The just I don't know. I'm kind of just rambling. No, here. no, no. So let me comment here. I uh, I agree with you of the importance, and I agree with you the craziness that's already been established in the playoffs. Here's where I I don't think it's the case. I think some of those some of those runs in the in the regular season still mattered, but I think that. I think that what we saw with a couple of the teams has has proven itself that it wasn't just a fluke in the regular season and that playoffs mean something. I feel like they just they're playing for the playoffs. The the regular season is now how to get to the postseason yeah. as opposed to how amazing can we be? Like can we be the best team? It's no, it's how can we get to the postseason? 
Sure, sure. And um, I'll, 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 I'll prove my theory out here in just in just a little bit. In some respects, it's just like, okay, feeling your groove, feeling what works, what doesn't work, and you have the whole series, the whole 82 games to kind of test it out, mm-hmm. knowing that a James Harden-led team will make the playoffs, knowing that a Russell Westbrook-led team will probably make the playoffs, right? Sure. Um, that's how I feel, because I, I think, I'm not trying to be a downer here, but it's just like, the playoffs have meant so much to me and my enjoyment this season. Yeah. Because the regular season was so great, but it all mattered so little. It was just one out of 82. These games are so impactful to what, okay. to how right. their franchises look yeah. currently, how they've actually reviewed themselves. Yeah. And future, you know, f- looking forward to the future, does this team work? Yeah. Do we need to shake this up? It's okay. two games in a four, in a best of seven. Yeah. And there are teams that need to shake the fuck okay, up. Okay, I, I I agree with that. I agree with that. So the, my sticking point was like saying the regular season didn't really matter. So a team like the Jazz, a team like the Jazz showed that they could run the season against all odds. I think they bring it back in tonight's game and they absolutely show that, that same finesse, that, that, that same drive and yeah. determination to win. Um, so... I, Maybe I'm kind of agreeing with you, but maybe I'm kind of disagreeing with you. I I don't know, but it's a midnight, you know, midnight thoughts. It's here. a midnight rambling pod. <laughs> it is definitely so. Uh, all right, so Gabe, let's go back to like uh, yesterday's the, games. C- yeah, kind of the high going from the high level back to let, let's talk a little bit about that Toronto, the Toronto Washington game from all yesterday. Right. Well, uh, rap game is strong <laughs> up in Canada right now. Um, after I think after game one of the I know. I know I'm kind of can tangent here. After game one of the Cleveland and Indiana game, yeah. um, apparently it was a memo was sent out to all media to prepare your passports. <laughs> because I believe they think that Cleveland's not strong enough and that it's probably Toronto. So make sure your passport information is up to date. Wow. Wow. That's... So that was revealed on the Zach Lowe podcast. I'm not just making that shit up. Okay. So Toronto versus Washington. Yes. 2-0. Toronto. Complete. Just they could do no wrong. They were shooting threes. Jonas Valanciunas was shooting threes. Serge Ibaka was shooting yeah. threes. Fred, Fred Van Vliet has made his you know horrific or horrific <laughs> heroic return <laughs> yeah. to the, the team. Yes, and um, Washington was feuding with themselves. Washington was just wearing all the shades of all sorts of colors all over their all over themselves, and they they had no game. They were just <laughs> they, trying to compete. They, That's all they could do. They, they brought out Ty Lawson. Ty DUI. He did hit one. A always th- a cry. He did hit a three. It, yeah. I did see Ty Lawson hit a three. Also, Mike Scott is yeah. scoring <laughs> scoring 20 in this game. Yeah. Bradley Beal just playing awful. The, the, Absolutely just, awful. I just feel like, A, this is a terrible matchup for them. Yeah. They could have been a better series, but it's just not working for them. And Toronto... The regular season is not a fluke. They are an amazing team. Yeah. They can play with their bench as deep as they want because they are rolling right now. Here's my question for you, Guy. Ooh, you have a question. So, I, well, I actually have two questions. First one, if DeMar DeRozan continues to play like this, when is the next time Toronto loses? Oh, um, it's not this round. It's probably, um, so they're going to probably face Cleveland or Indiana next. Yeah. 
Um, it's probably next round. They'll probably oh. lose a game and get a little humbled. Okay. Because right now in the post-game interviews, they're laughing. They're making jokes at each other. Um, I believe DeMar DeRozan called himself Neo from, like, The <laughs> Matrix. Like, he's, like, slowed down the game. He can see and Get out of code. here. <laughs> like, I'm not lying. No. <laughs> That's actually happened. And um, I will say that Washington put an effort with most of, their, most of their bench, and they got the lead down to five. Yeah. Or up, back to five. But, uh, you know. And then a three, and then a three, and then the CJ Miles three, and then that was over, and the game's over. Yeah. Like they have, n- they have enough to stay competitive, kind of, but they just don't swear. They swear to God, I swear to God, they don't have any chance in this series. No. My, qu- my question to you though. Yeah. Is Demar Derozan Neo from the Matrix? <laughs> He's not. He's not. I don't think he is. I like mean, you saw the Matrix, right? I I did, but I think that's overstated. <laughs> I think like that, I saw the cast list. I swear to God, it was. It said Demar Derozan. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, it said Demar Derozan. <laughs> so, he was chasing that. He was chasing that white that white bunny rabbit. <laughs> go, go check your your Matrix posters hanging in your house. <laughs> yeah. See if see if. To, so is it really just a Where's Waldo with Demar Derozan? Demar Derozan. <laughs> <laughs> Lurking in the shadows. Um, hey, I got a question for you. Actually, it's not even a question. It's a stat. Stat. Yeah. Toronto made history with this 2-0 victory. Mm. It's never done before in the entire history of that franchise. Yeah. They've never gone up 2-0 in a series. Yeah. You know why? I think I know why. Oh. Was Drake wearing in October's very own shirt in both games? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I also know why. And why isn't it? April's very own like sure. October October <laughs> is the start of this season right. you need to call it June's very own <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Juvio you know why it's October's very own no OVO VO. now now I do <laughs> because if it's AVO AVO it doesn't work it just, J-V-O, it just sounds like a bird then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you right, know, he probably right. was born in October. All right, I interrupted your stat. Bring me back. Uh I already brought I already said the stat. Never in history Never in history has Toronto, who's in Canada, oh, yeah. had, ever had, gone 2-0. Ever opened series. up 2-0 because they had never they, they had never won the first game. So obviously right. obviously that happened. Hey, thank you for that stat. I re- I'm glad I came back in, in for <laughs> You're this here. one. You're here. You were very lost there for a second. Um I just I got on this Drake tangent. Chris Bosch's things fell apart. The Chris Bosch led Raptors never did it. Um up until this year, the DeMar DeRozan Lowry Raptors didn't do it. And then the Vince Carters and the Tracy McGrady's never did it. Yeah. Pretty wild. Did you say wild with the G? <laughs> pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> I'm uh. There it is. Let's. Okay, so it's taken us two okay. hours to talk about this conversation. <laughs> that's that's, that's I, easily I, ending I, in four. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's predict game three of of this game one. Game three. Yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Give him. Give more hand signals on the pod. Every, the hard three. Every three the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my hand signals is. Sweep. I'm making a broom sound. <laughs> broom. He's he's making, making a broom sounds he's with my making arms. a broom, a broom hand motion, yeah. which obviously transfers over to audio very well. Very well. So it's close okay. Your eyes, my so it's it, it's a sweep. Is it is it close at all in this thing? I think um, first quarter is going to be everything. If 
Washington can throw up a 20-point lead, if Washington can throw up a 15-point lead, no. there's a chance. Because Toronto's going to make a run. Yeah. And they're going to try to even the, even the game up. So can you sustain their run and or runs? Answer is absolutely not. No. Can you build a wall? Can you make this 20-point game and then say, hey, you're not passing this this point? I don't think that absolutely can happen. Not. I don't think that can happen. I no. think this is this is a 10-15 point victory for the Raps. Yep. That's it. I don't want to talk Playing about craps. that one. I don't want to talk about that one anymore. Let's move along. Let's go to the other Eastern Conference game. Uh yeah. Boston and the Bucks. I I think I wrote butts. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they can't Some win. Two <laughs> uh, 2-0 Boston. This was actually probably not predicted by us. No. But I will say that for the rest of the series. Let's get this right. Boston wins game three. Boston wins games four. Yeah. This is another sweep. I don't. I don't, like. I don't I, know what we were thinking. I think it's just the optimism in the in the young squad in Milwaukee. And thinking, Giannis. yeah, thinking they could do it, but they just. I. It just seems like that Boston squad is cohesive right now, and they, they, they have care. they have this just these unlikely stars right now. Yeah, I could go through their roster, and I could basically say stud, 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 stud. Mm-hmm. Starter in this league, starter in this league, right? Yeah. Even though they're be- even though they're the bench of Boston, they could be starters in our in our, in our league. Yeah. Honestly, I'm already looking two years away from now. Yeah. When we don't have Jeff Teague or Minnesota no longer has Jeff Teague and we have Terry Rozier instead. Yeah. I would fucking love that. Yes. Because he's amazing. He is a defensive stalwart out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and even though he's kind of small for frame as, as a frame, even though he has a small flame. Even though he has a small flame, <laughs> slender frame, he plays no game um, with Bucks. How about Jalen Brown for 30 in this one? Yeah, I even like banked a three at the end of the game there. That was pretty hilarious. I I, I got to say, and you should call me out on this. Yeah. I'm, last year, yeah. in our preseason kind of like predictions of rookies and sophomores, I said Jalen Brown would be a bust. Ooh. Ooh, how wrong it was. Ooh. Ooh, how wrong I was. I think he has a chance to make a huge statement on this roster moving forward. Yeah. And he's probably one of the main reasons why they're winning this series, too. Yeah. And honestly, um, this is a team that could probably even go past the second round. There's a chance. Who, who, do, they, who do they run into again? Probably Philly or Miami. Mm, I need to think about that. They're I, playing so aggressive defensively. You try to you try to fast break on them, you don't. Giannis, his whole game is predicated on getting the so, fast break. So so here's the thing. Let's let's play out both matchups for a second, okay? okay. Let, let's do it. Fingers <laughs> touch you. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Here we go. Yeah. So Boston Boston Philly. Mm-hmm. So if this if this is first game Philly, Philly I think Philly's got the stark advantage. However, we saw Philly slow down. Yeah. We saw Philly kind of get stopped. Yeah. I don't know how well they're going to kind of rebound. I don't know how well they're going to kind of get it back together. I think this is actually more interesting in a Boston-Miami kind of matchup. Yeah. So then scrap it's scrap versus scrap. Well, it's scrap versus scrap, but it's also it's experience versus you know the younger guys in yeah. in Boston. Now you've still got Horford and some of those guys, but but Miami ain't old. They're they're pretty young too. It's a lot of the same kind of system. So so it's basically it's like a 75-80 game. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I think so. Oh my god. Anyways, um, you know, okay, I will just say like who's the X factor? So I but going with both scenarios. 
who's the X factor in in both of those? So in in Boston versus Miami. Yeah. Boston versus Miami is probably Hassan Whiteside. Okay. He has to be the X factor. And if he gets going, yeah. he could take that game, that series over. Yeah. I would say, you know, the obvious answer would probably be like Goran Dragic and stuff like that, but he can score points, but he's kind of a turnstile on D. Yeah. Um the X factor on Boston's side is probably Jalen Brown. Yeah. Like if he can really contend with their their depth at the wing position, they have Josh Richardson like blocking shots, defending the four, and actually holding everyone back, like holding Ben Simmons back at bay. Like it's remarkable. Anyways, um, and then if it was Boston Philly, yeah, it'd probably be white. Uh, white side. It'd probably be. Um, I would say Ben Simmons, hand down, would yeah. be the X factor in that series. And then, and then for Boston, um, probably Terry Rozier. How does he yeah. actually defend the big Ben Simmons? Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But if he could, because he yeah. can. All right. Um. Anyways, uh, this series is over in four. I don't know what I was yeah. thinking. I don't know what I was smoking. The Bucks have nothing. They have a half a half a coach. You know, you called it right though. I want to I want to bring up one thing that you called right in this about Greek Freak. Even though that he can take over, he can't. He can't go for forty five. No, he can't go for fifty five. He can go for thirty. He can go for thirty thirty five. Yeah. Like that's it. But he needs he needs the rest of his cast to step up. It's not happening. And he needs the rest of his cash. I have a question for you. Yes. So he has a four year hundred million dollar deal right now. Um, he needs his bags, man. He needs mm-hmm. his bags. <laughs> Should he abandon basketball and go into a career of selling yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. The Giannis Greek yogurt? He just leaves basketball. I don't know. It's $20 million a year. I bet you he could get more bang for his dairy buck. Oh, Interesting. Dimes and bags, man. So that you know, all he needs to really do. We don't need is, no Stamos. We he needs need some Giannis. <laughs> he needs to go. He needs to. He needs to go with yogurt, and then he needs to get into body armor, and then yeah, he just that's it. He's <laughs> the the man is the man is a food mogul. I love Stop it. Stop playing ball. Yeah. Get in your grocery your grocery aisle. That's that's it. That's, Consume dairy. That's where you can find him. Yeah. So I love it. Oh, and he's he's got his first contract is to the Greek military, and that's Ooh. that's how he makes all of his money. I have another question for you. Although the Greek military can't pay him, there's yeah. some finance there's problems some, over there. Yeah, lost translation. I, anyways, anyways, you know, international okay. fees. Is Rosier Terry Roger? Yes. Is he an other, or is he a brother? I, I more context as to what that means. Is he actually a bench player in this league? And other, oh, because when you talk about a, a, a team, you talk about their stars. Yes, is he the other? No, or I, no. I th- is he actually a brother? Is he like? I think he's a brother. I think he's here to stay. So is he in Boston here to stay, or is he like a name that we are now going to be talking about? I think he is come? a name we are going to be talking about. I do not know where we're going to be talking about him quite yet. Because I think so too. I think it's in actually written already that he's going to mm-hmm. get like this near max contract already because he's out of nowhere. I feel like one of the next kind of big point guards in this league. Yeah. I mean, fucking, I don't care if I'm wrong, yeah. but I would love to see it. There are some, there are some teams that need him. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Minnesota. Please, 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 please. please. All Let's right, go so, another game yesterday. Yes. Sorry if I'm taking over no, that part. No, no, you got it. Let's go to the porno one. Um, Portland versus New Orleans. Yes. Um, this is in Portland, my friend. This is at the Moda Center. 
the the toughest place to play. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, where the fuck are you? Not here. No. So I remember, like, do you remember Ben Stiller? Um, like, you're doing all those stupid movies, like Royal Tenenbaums and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a movie called Mystery Men. Do you remember that movie? I th- yeah, I remember bits of it, I think. So he meets this girl, and so she's a bowler. And she that's her that's her thing. That's her superpowers is she can bowl strike every time, and she can, like... Throw. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there was, like, some other people, like... Um, it doesn't matter who, who, who was in that movie. <laughs> but they all had superpowers, right? Sure. Damien Lillard kind of has a superpower, right? He just taps his wrist, and then it's like, oh, it's Dame time. <laughs> but I feel like that's not... Part of the cast of the Mystery Men. There was this dude that went invisible. Dude, he's tapping his wrist, and it's basically a Casio where yeah. the freaking battery ran right, out. Right. And like, hey, you still got two games left. Yes. <laughs> so there's this dude that went invisible in the Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. I think that's Damian Lillard. Oh my god! He just stripped all his clothes and he went invisible, and that's like all he's done this series is taking off his clothes and making mixtapes, man. Dame Dollar come is coming back. Next mixtape is called Invisibilia. Invisibilia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this this game is pretty interesting. So I you know, as much as like you wanna just like root root for Davis and like Davis as being being the man that is basically kind of tipping the scales one way or another for the Pelicans. It wasn't Davis. Not at all. It was Drew Holiday. Yeah. I mean is this a career game for him? Uh, it's a career game, career high. I yeah. think career game high for uh, DeRozan as well. 37 is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Drew has never gotten this high. And um, he's a straight G, man. He's a straight gangster. And uh, gangsta, sorry. He <laughs> 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 looked at me. Of course. Errors <laughs> and omissions would catch that yeah. at any other podcast. <laughs> This should be just called the Arizona Missions podcast. I feel, um, I feel like Drew has just been super under the radar this entire his entire career. He was in the postseason with Philly, by the way. Yeah, like that was a while ago, and he's had some trauma in his life, like with his with his wife and everything, mm-hmm. with um, whatever she had health wise. But he's resilient, and he's, he's resilient. Kind of, yeah, he's getting back in there, and he's they're they're playing scrappy defensive ball, and yeah. they're like. They're playing their style. Right. They brought in Rondo, and it was almost like, hey, Drew, you might be a two-guard, even even though you're a point guard. Yeah. And he was like, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah. And then he just was, you know, raining threes all over the time, all over the season. And I feel so positive about what I'm seeing in the New Orleans Pelicans right now So that I feel like they're here to stay. This is a team that's just going to breed new positivity to the league. Here's my question. Here's my my question for you. We see these guys up 2-0. And before we talk about kind of what happens in the rest of the series, I want to say, in a hypothetical, if Boogie's in this lineup, how much, what, what else happens here? Wow. I think Boogie creates a New Orleans Pelican team that doesn't make the playoffs. Wow. Wow. I think their identity was shown straight up. When DeMarcus Cousins tore his ACL. Yeah. Because they got Miritich. They were like, you know what? You're not going to be Kevin Garnett and Anthony Davis. You're going to be Anthony Davis, the number one option at all times. Because mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett deferred. Yeah. A lot of his career was about who else is open. Yeah. Good for him, right? No. Anthony Davis just takes this game over. 35 and 14 and yeah. for game one. Yeah. And in this game, his gravity is so much. They had to put Ed Davis. They got Nurkic in foul trouble. Then he got injured. They had to hit all these bigs just to contain Davis. And then, you know, you know what? Damian Lillard is not the greatest defender. 
CJ McCollum is a decent defender. Mm-hmm. Let's run them into the ground. And then, like, Rondo gets 16. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday gets career high 33. And, like, uh, Miritich drains the threes. Mm-hmm. And they're just spreading the game so wide open that you don't even know where you're actually, I, like, headed. Where's your I focus? W- I am so shocked. I am so shocked at this. Yeah. I, I'm going to lose a bet on this series. Yeah. Because. Well, like, I think we both said Portland would take this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's just like, oh, it was, it was obvious. They were playing so hot. And yet, I don't think it's completely over yet. No. I don't, I don't think this is a. Like, Does hey, it go back to Portland, though? Do you think it goes back to Portland? Because they oh. stole two games. And actually, let me ask you a question. Yeah. My question is, well, it's a couple. Yeah. Did they actually steal these games? Or were these actually their games? I, game two is their game. Yeah. Game one. That ending was incredible. Yeah. This last game was incredible because I don't think Anthony Davis touched the ball. Yeah. It was Miritich, after like a Harkless three to put him up like 199, <laughs> Miritich just like just drains ta- a bomb. He just tastes the rainbow. Yeah. I mean, like, oh my God, that sucker yeah. is like, he stole something from Crawford in right. terms of how high he threw that sucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Right. Um, and like, they just kept, the guards were rebounding. Like, that was insane. Like, they just, Portland didn't want the ball. Damian Lillard went really aggro and the wrong time to go aggro. And he like coughed up the ball a couple times. I don't know, man. I just, so I'm... I'm really interested in just what what Portland can actually do to kind of get back on track because I think so. One of the stats I noticed. Lillard. Well, I, I, that's that's the obvious first thing. Yeah. That's the obvious first thing. I saw this, and I don't know if I'm like misreading something. What happened with Evan Turner? Like Evan Turner is an old man. In, oh yeah. In the game yesterday. Now oh, he's a, he got injured. A, oh, he got injured. So yeah. he's playing like he's playing like 20 minutes. Here's the thing. Like I also think that. I don't think Portland has a deep enough bench to like, so, but it's, you know, I think the obvious first thought is, oh, it's the, it's the Pelicans bench versus, versus the Portland bench. And it's not because the way that New Orleans plays, they play heavy minutes on their starters. Yeah. So their starters are going to out pack Honkton. Like, no, it's, that's not going to happen. So I'm not necessarily going to disagree with you here. I feel like Portland's bench is actually much stronger than New Orleans, but they also recognize that and they don't play their bench that much, yeah. right? Yeah. So then the con is you're going to wear them out, but you're not wearing them up because you're not driving Lillard to the paint. He had like two free throws all game or something stupid, and one of them was an and one from the three-point line. So like he didn't really pressure New Orleans at all. Anthony Davis makes that happen. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is remarkable. I, I just can't stand enough. I can't say enough about him and I can't stand that Cat is not like him. Cat needs to be way more way more like Anthony Davis and it's just unreal that he's not. Do Anyways, it. Do it. he has to, yeah. He just you gotta start with the the brow and it's just gotta expand and then then it's all over with. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Cat grow that thing. Um okay, so l- let's talk about game three. Yeah. It's in New Orleans now. So the the obvious answer is that they capitalize on this. They capitalize on this 2-0 run. But the thing is, there's there's some time for Portland to think about what's happened to kind of get back together. Mm-hmm. As you stated before, it's if Lillard shows up to this game, I don't think it's a it's a gimme here. I don't think yeah. it's a chip in for three. I think so. I think um to disprove what I was saying in the beginning of the podcast, so as, as a total like anti-hype, like statement about the regular season i shouldn't have been doing that um shabazz napier has not played a single fucking minute in the playoffs yeah shabazz napier not that i care too much about him yeah was integral was like absolutely crucial to the success of portland season this year Mm -hmm. 
they were running these three guard lineups and even four guard lineups with like Evan Turner at the four, which is not the greatest. But they had so much success because they had three dribble penetrating guards mm-hmm. that you just could not stop. Yeah. And actually, the other two would cut. And then they would have these weird like drive cut like layup or drive cut like three mm-hmm. or drive cut uh, dunk or something stupid. Yeah. And they were just unstoppable, actually. Surreal. Like, I would not expect a Sebaz Napier X-Factor bullshit to actually cruise them into, like, a 10-12 win streak, right? Mm-hmm. But that happened. If Damien doesn't have it going, CJ doesn't have it going, they have no chance. But if they have split responsibility and they can kind of coast a little bit, they can conserve their energy, and Shabazz is running the offense sometimes, that really benefits them. Mm-hmm. Why are they not doing this? They did it in the regular season, and they just went away with it. Because he didn't even play in No, game. he hasn't played at all in the playoffs so far, and yeah. they are 0-2. So they've got to do something different. Well, I th- But I think this is game three is when they have to test it. they got to do it because they're going home. They're going home early, actually. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people actually predicted them to come out of the, uh, the series, um, not because they're the three seed, because they're clearly very evenly matched here. Yeah. But what I'll say, and I said this after game one, is I don't know... How much more New Orleans can do, they are probably going to do the same thing. Yeah. I said that last time, and they, I kind of was right. Yeah. Only you know Drew Holiday took a lot of the points that Anthony Davis did in the fourth. Yeah. And Drew Holiday's defense is just probably all NBA right now. So I don't know what Portland can do other than make your shots, pass the ball, get Shabazz Napier in the game. My question to you is, though, is that going to happen? I don't I don't know if they're going to bring Napier in the game but I do uh, I do think like this is this is an absolute fluke as to both Lillard and McCollum going going cold like yeah. they like they did in game 2. So I I actually I actually think this reverses and even though it's at home I think uh Portland wins. I think Portland wins this game. So I actually believe I believe the same uh I I'm, I believe the same. I'm with you here. Yeah. I'm I'm going so much so that I think that this is not going to be a blowout, but this is going to be like an 8 to 10 point game mm-hmm. uh, at the end of this. I think Harkless is great. It's been huge for them. Pat Conton, as much as we want to like, you know, name shame him, he's actually been huge energy off the bench for them. Mm-hmm. And like people like Ed Davis and um, Al Farouk Aminu have been playing huge for them. And I think Al Farouk Aminu is the difference maker in this series. If he can figure out a way to actually contain Davis mm-hmm. so that they can actually go small. Um, it'll be it'll be the the turn of the series. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, the last one of my last thoughts on this is just that's what happened with Drew Holiday is not going to happen again. Uh, I I don't think it happens again, and I I think it's a it's a fluke. It's just you know it's it's basically those guys. Portland going cold. So I, I don't know. I'm done. To, I'm done talking about this game. But it's two it, one. But I think it's it's now. Quickly becoming one of the most interesting series to watch of the playoffs. Yeah, and like what, whoever wins this, what can they do in yeah. in the next round? That's so, right. So okay, let's go to today's games and yeah. get started. Let's let's start out with Cleveland Indy. Yeah. So what did we effing say on the podcast? <laughs> we said LeBron's not losing game two. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And Spot Le- on. LeBron didn't lose game two. If any game was going to be a 60-point game, it was going to be game two. He went for like 45, yeah. I think. So 40, yeah. like almost 50. And um, I think he had 20 after one. After the first quarter, he just <laughs> yeah. straight up had 20 points. Yeah. Like the refs gave them no quarter at all. Like 
they were pressing hard. They were playing tight, and I, they refed pretty tight. I felt like there was a lot of, I don't know, a lot of that was uh, so this, somewhat, this this game ends up being a lot closer in the final score than it really was. And I also think, but I also think that one thing happened. Resilience. What, I, I think one, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the point that I was, that I want to bring up here because I think that no matter what happens to Indy, Indy is always trying to get back. They're yeah. not, they are not giving up. No, they can't. So, they won't. Victor Oladipo in the first minute of the fucking game got two fouls. Yeah. Like I was pretty pissed off at hearing about that. I yeah. didn't get to watch that most, most of that game, but, uh. Two fouls in the first minute as your all-star, you know, yeah. that's bullshit. That's all refs right there. That's something that was super ticky-tacky, and yeah. it was like, let's just get this out of the game right away. But it was dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk after three after three mm-hmm. from LeBron, and boom, 20 points. It was like a 33-8 to eight lead, mm-hmm. something stupid. Um, how do you come back from that? Well, apparently, Indiana has figured out a way. Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, Demonis Sabonis, like all these players had mm-hmm. huge impacts on this game. And so much so that, like, they actually called offensive fouls on LeBron. I can't believe it. But they were really pressing up on him. He was pushing off because he was frustrated. Yeah. They didn't give two free throws for LeBron. They went the other way. Victor Oladipo held his composure, held his poise, had, like, 10 points at halftime, ended up with, like, 20-something. It was, like, pretty remarkable seeing the comeback potential from a team that has no dog, Mm -hmm. like Alpha. But they are showing in this season, in this playoffs, that they have one. We just did not know about it. Like the regular season mm-hmm. doesn't have any impact. They figured out internally how they're going to play this game. Yeah, They figured out a strategy. And now the playoffs are like who becomes, who rises to the cream of the crop, right? Who becomes, yeah. but who, that's, becomes who we see, talk about. But that's the scary part of the Pacers. Yeah. Like, they, to your point, no alpha dog. So, like, every everybody kind of steps up. And besides Oladipo, you kind of don't know where it's going to be any any kind of given day so right. it's like i think and i think i'm gonna make a bold prediction here that this is gonna be a like this might be an indie win in game three because because we did not see any other production from anybody else in cleveland in cleveland so lebron i don't think he can go two games in a row at 46 he might be able to go for 30 yeah maybe 35 but that's, that's not, okay. That, well, but that's not going to be enough. Yeah. So, I, th- in, in, in I think like, Ola, I think Oladipo can stay in the mid twenties. Yeah. I think everybody else can kind of hang in. It's like, hey, this guy scores eight, this guy scores ten. It's not really going to matter how that differential kind of plays out. Right. But they but, they play it out. It's going to happen. I think so. I agree with you completely. And I believe just fucking Indy's going to be rocking, man. Indy's gonna be rocking. They haven't had they haven't had this kind of great playoff success in a long time. They had the Paul George years, but they had that kind of weird debacle, and they're really excited about this team because it's a bunch of team of hungry motherfuckers, right? Mm-hmm. I believe, I believe. Not only are you correct, but they have so many answers for LeBron. Believe it or not, they have so many answers. Mm-hmm. They have the point net neutrality, right? Like where they basically say, "Hey." You score 30, mm-hmm. Oladipo is scoring 30. Yeah, He's you, going to. Your internet is going much slower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Um, okay. I would say that another thing that they have is Bogdan Bogdanovich can shoot the three. Well, LeBron is guarding him. He has to guard him in the, in the perimeter. Yeah. They have Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young shoots from the paint. He gets a lot of random looks. He has to now defend Thaddeus Young. 
And so now he's stretching himself in his own limits. Like, he can't just sag off because Thaddeus Young will shoot at the, or Bogdan will shoot the three, or yeah. he'll score easily if you press up on him. It's really interesting. And I also feel like Miles Turner is coming up and stepping up here, too. I think he's a, he's a very strong candidate for, like, a most improved kind of player in the years to come here, maybe in the yeah. next year, because he's really shown that he might be their second best player, mm-hmm. and he might actually be reliable too. He, mm-hmm. can, he can shoot the three too as a center that can shoot the three. That's pretty wild. So, 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 so besides kind of the commentary that I've I've stated on, like why why Indy kind of might step up. What is the what is the key that they need to do kind of right away in next game? Is it just they have to play with because they did not start this game out well? Yeah. So it is like if. Is it the play in the first that kind of determines the pacing in this whole game? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Cleveland has shown that they can come back from a 30-point game, right? So yeah. I think they did that in the regular season. I would say that um, the first five minutes is everything in this game okay. because it's going to stay who is going to say who is in foul trouble, who is going to um, be the go-to guy because they kind of right. ride the hot hand. <laughs> and the first five minutes is going to see how LeBron has – reflected from this game and how can he respond like he played so well yeah but how can he respond to game three and the pressure of being at um the field house and in, in indiana and the pressure just that just amounts internally right because there's no other player on that roster that will do it for him here's i'm, I'm willing to make a bold like predi- i'm willing to make a bold prediction game i like it here it is the shady call count is going to go way down <laughs> we're going back to indy so sure like I, I'm saying whatever whatever shady Cleveland deals have been arranged, let them stop now. We're going to game three and all we're gonna off. we're gonna see it. So all right, we got we got another game, Gee. We we have actually two and we'll we'll so say Indy takes game three. We'll yes, they do. And I think it's like a five, six point game. Sure. I think it's pretty close. Cool. But they can still do it. Here we go. Utah OKC. Um so so much to talk so about. So much to talk about. So little time, I feel. I think the biggest takeaway is that a rookie was probably the best player on the floor tonight. Absolutely. Probably. Well, okay. I mean, I I think it was a three-part contingency. I mean, he was the best in terms of scoring, but and he just his overall contribution right. to the Jazz and his play. It's like when when he was back in the game, it's just he's clearly He's clearly the alpha dog like yeah. for these guys. Yeah, so he is playing. However, he had an excellent supporting cast tonight from, from Derek Favors. We had some pretty decent shooting from Rubio. From Five for three. eight from three. Yeah, from three. So it's like a lot of things are kind of working in their favor. Yeah. And I just – I think that regardless of what – they just – OKC couldn't get hot or stay hot or stay in a rhythm. And I think I think it's rhythm and pacing in this thing that really kind of kept it together. So Ooh. because I think that's the thing for what Mitchell does. Mitchell kind of brings that he brings that drive in like <laughs> that that drivability and determination like to just keep it going yeah. and like to continue to score. Right. And it's just like we weren't we weren't seeing that. We were seeing some pretty sloppy ball with with OKC. And it's just like even though their defense was decent at times, their shooting was pretty awful. Right. And really, their passing was outrageous. They, they were make mistakes all the time. Uh, all the time. It's yeah. un- unbelievable. They're just very 
finicky on offense. They don't understand because it's a Russell Westbrook-led team. He will make a decision on the fly, and you're not really understanding yeah. the position to be in. Um, I really enjoyed game one because Paul George had a really remarkable game, but yeah. also like his role was defined. Yeah. And um, Melo didn't touch the ball that much. Yeah. I liked that. But Melo was shooting awful threes in this game, so like that's clearly a not going threes. That's not going to work. And it's yeah. just, I'll tell you, like when OKC loses Stephen Adams, like especially yeah. on fall trouble, what are they doing? They're over. They're they're done. They have they have Jerry and Grant at the five. You you can't do no, that. You can't do that. I think um, what's so remarkable about Donovan Mitchell to this team is that last year and the years prior they had Gordon Hayward, right? Gordon Hayward is kind of the 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 dude, the man. But he never really acted like it. He never really had much of a enforced role. Mm-hmm. He was just like the dude that would take the shots. Mm-hmm. Like that's the Kevin Love rule. Like a, a good player on a bad team will make a lot more of a statement in the stats, but doesn't does he contribute to winning? Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell day like five, like game five mm-hmm. has already established this as you say alpha dog alpha male. He's gonna be this leader of this team. Mm-hmm. And when things don't necessarily go his way, because I don't think he had the greatest first half, he has other players to rely on because he has established the role. You're going to be in your spots. You're going to be finding your spots and your shots. When yeah. I give it to you right over there, Derek Favors goes off. He's shooting threes now because he's forced to, but to you know, establish a new role for him, he's been able to do it. It's remarkable to see that. And he went like he basically carried the the Jazz into kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, a first half like a lull. It could have been over. It could have been over at the halftime. Mm-hmm. But you know, Derek Favors kind of kept the game came running and kind of kept the Jazz in it. Rubio with the the clutch threes, which is really fun to say because mm-hmm. I'm a huge Rubio fan. And um, you know, I gotta be honest, yeah. Joe Ingles. I think this game is too fast for him. No, it's I mean, funny. He it's has, funny because he has three look, points. He has three points. I remember his. I remember commenting on yeah. his only three because he was out in the corner for a couple seconds, left unattended. Yeah, yeah, you can shoot that. You can make that all day. I understand you're 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 a satin. You know, you get set and then you shoot kind right. of shooter like. But no, I against OKC, you have to go fast. Yeah, and you, I think I think uh, Jay Crowder and Royce O'Neal and uh, whoever else they throw out. Needs to have more time. I think this, the regular season was really nice for seeing Jake, the Joe Ingles, um, you know, kind of point forward. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because they also had Rubio, right? So it was a weird point forward dynam- dynamic. But um, they've just figured it out. It's the balls in Donovan Mitchell's hands, and if the balls in Donovan Mitchell's hands, what are your, what are your, what is your role, Joe Ingles? They need Jay Crowder in there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, they won with yeah. Joe Ingles starting and Joe Ingles kind of getting three points. And maybe that's too many Joe Ingles in one sentence. Um, <laughs> So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, even though I have mad respect for Donovan Donovan Mitchell and his, I understand his ability to lead. I think that some things are not going to be repeated. I think there's some, I think there's some big changes to the offense for OKC moving to moving into Game Three. Yeah. So, here's here's a couple of thoughts. First off, that. Derek Favors, I don't think he goes for twenty He's not again. Doing it. I don't think he goes for twenty no. again. I think that Mitchell can Mitchell can hang in that the upper mid twenties, upper twenties. That's fine. Um, Rubio's not going five for eight from three. He's not doing that. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure what Gobert is going to bring offensively. So, no. but he he still brings it defensively. So like that kind of neutralizes that <laughs> that situation. So I'm. I'm very, very interested in that, especially what Jay Crowder can also do kind of off the bench there. Now, on the OKC side, I think that a couple things happen. 
when Anthony Davis is like, uh, or sorry, not Anthony Davis, when Carmelo Anthony is like one of your near leading scorers and he's shooting just abysmally, like bad things are happening. That's been his career, his, he, whole, his yeah, whole career. He's just, he's not getting set. He's shooting off balance threes yeah. and he is not the person you want to do that. He's like three to four steps outside of the arc and yeah. like you can't shoot that deep man yeah like not at all he's not like, even a good three-point shooter like, to begin with yeah you like give him a couple extra headbands or something he just yeah. he needs to like he needs to like just tilt a little bit closer to the three-point line yeah sure or just like he needs like i know what he needs he needs a level he needs a level because he's just he's not squaring up and he's just tilting off balance and that is hurting him every single time he needs the air bubble yeah like he needs to wear goggles with an air bubble just put him in his shoes and Uh, have have jane grant or have somebody else just kind of run your level (laughs) you gotta be level man you gotta be level i i don't want to one up here but i feel like i'm going to Um, okay game three yeah utah in utah they're gonna, rev- they're gonna have their sunset jerseys, and then everyone in the arenas is gonna blind ca- them with their sunset. Don't jerseys. care. Astros also really want to sue them for that. Mello, hmm. if Mello needs to be anything in this series or anything in his career from now on, yeah, he needs to wear his hoodie <laughs> to block out the sun. I I don't even know what kind of infraction it would be, but Adam Silver, if it happens, yeah. you just have to let it go. Yes. You just have to let it go. Um, no, but seriously, I think that, I mean, what did Russ score in this game? Russ was pretty low. Russ had like 19 points, almost a triple-double again, but he's he's almost always got a triple-double in the last yeah. Last couple seasons, so I don't think that really matters. I think that Russ steps it up. I think that if Adams doesn't get into early foul trouble, I think that changes the dynamic of the game. You just take the ball away from Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, get get George. Like, hopefully, Paul George can kind of playoff P. Yes, well, it's playoff P, but we coined him playoff George, <laughs> and I like playoff George. Yeah, playoff George, a little curious George actually for you. I like him. I, I think if he can get hot again, he's not going to get as hot as game one, but if he can he can kind of step it up, even mid-range here, I think this is a very, very close game. I think the stars align, and I think OKC wins game three because I think Paul George will be more of a focus in game three. He'll have a lot more shots, and I think Russ is going to go ham because he found some loopholes in what, okay, or what, what Utah's been doing, mm-hmm. and I just think that Russ, Paul George, and one other player, probably not Melo, Probably, hopefully, Adams. Sure, will just have amazing games, and OKC wins Game Three. So I have one other question for you, Guy. Because of Joe Ingles' performance tonight, is Joe Ingles still starting in Game Three? Yeah. Okay. They're not going to change that dynamic, I don't think. Okay. They're, do- they're doing okay. so well with whatever they're doing. Okay. All right. And Guy, we got to move on to our last Speaking game. Speaking of doing really well, Minnesota. Oh my God! Here we go, Minnesota. You're in the playoffs. Do you remember <laughs> that you're in the playoffs? I, I, want, I want you to, you know, listen to this podcast. Oh, my God. This this was just... They got to stay positive. They were ahead in this game 2-0. Uh, to zero. Maybe 20, 20 to 13. And then everything unwound. Like, Teague hit two fouls. Two, Teague had, like, four turnovers. Um, bad play after bad play. Threes after threes after threes. They mm-hmm. shot fifty-two fucking threes. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Houston! They just they just know how to do it. But we called that before you called it before this series happened. You called it. <laughs> I would say um, 
James Harden will never go one for 11 from three ever in his career, yeah. probably ever again. Probably I, not. And they destroyed us. <laughs> James Harden had like a 14-point game. Mm-hmm. Capella was like next to invisible. And it was Chris Paul and fucking Gerald Green, a former Timberwolf. <laughs> Gerald Green, who has an arm op uh. for a hairstyle. Like, that's all that happened. And what was so funny is that game one was interesting because they played a new style of defense. It was like, let's part the seas and let's have this two-on-two game. Game two was like they listened to all these like talking heads, mm-hmm. the thousands of people that were telling them, hey, you got to feed Cat the ball. Hey, you got to play more inside. Hey, you got to you know contain Harden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look what it got you, a 30-point dis- destruction. I'm just, I, How do you score that few points and expect to actually come out ahead? And you you don't you don't I mean you're you're getting outscored off your bench. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, man. Yeah. Jimmy Butler was awful. He yeah. was trash. Jeff Teague, oh, trash. Very very bad. Carl Anthony Towns, trash. No, Carl Anthony Towns was just certifiably horrible in this game. He had he had what, he had a duplicate f- effort of five points. Five five points, two Ten for nine. Points. Ten boards, but whatever. I mean, but still. And, just, we, and we even said this. Jamal is not going to have a, a very, very uh, repeatable game. And Rose is like hot or cold, mostly cold. Yeah. And can't shoot the three. And so he's going to probably not repeat his 18-point performance. Honestly, those two players shouldn't really be talked about in terms of the keys to the game. But mm-hmm. they were trying to be. They played a lot of fucking minutes for no reason. This should be the starters, right? And only the starters. Mm-hmm. Even if you're down 30, just fucking grind this game out. Play efficient basketball. Make a play. Run that play a mm-hmm. thousand times. Because, holy crap, we had no identity at all. Mm-hmm. We were like just straight up chucking. Teague was waiting until the shot clock ran down to three. And they were like, oh, shoot, you got to shoot three? No. Oh, got to shoot. No. Oh, got to shoot. There was just, just awful looks at the basket. It was just, they have to set up the offense. They... I mean, as we said before, they have to play their pace. They have to slow it down. You allow you allow Houston to get out in transition. You allow Houston to to move that ball, move out to the perimeter. They'll do it all day. They'll take fifty two. Next game, they'll take fifty five. Like it's just like you will not win on that. And as you said. People like Harden will will just get even hotter. So yeah. they'll hit they'll hit nineteen twenty threes next game. Right. So. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I like. There's part of me that says like something is going to change on the way back to Minnesota. Right. That says, "Hey, we're in the playoffs. We're here to play." But I just, I don't see it after tonight. I don't, I don't see it after what's been happening here. It's like Cat needs to be the leader of this team, and it was like. He went cold. He went James Harden cold from last from last playoffs. You know how Utah has one alpha dog right now in Donovan Mitchell? And yeah. It's like a puppy because yeah. he's a rookie? Yeah. We have too many. We have Cat that wants to be. Mm-hmm. Wiggins that can't really speak out but wants to be. Yeah. Teague that is like trying to instill his own offense into this offense that is trash yeah. and wants to be. Yeah. And then, of course, Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford, Derrick Rose. They're all ISO players trying to get their shots up. It's awful. There's no ball movement. There's no passing. There's no like distribution. There's no plays run for others. It's just give me the ball. Let me run around the clock and like shoot up a awful looking like contested two. Mm-hmm. That's what our whole plan was. Thibodeau, get real. 
Get focused. Well, at least run a fucking play. But at least play the ball that you've you played all year. Play your starters hard. Like, like if you're gonna take everybody out for some unknown reason, like we're down thirty. That that helps too. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I want to be optimistic as a T Wolves fan. I just I'm not seeing it right now. Okay. I'm I'm not seeing it. But like we. Maybe maybe being on that Minnesota court for the first time changes changes perspectives and and Jimmy and Cat and everybody they can't be as cold as they were two consecutive games. Well, there was a blizzard in Minnesota just not too long ago, so so they, maybe they will be literally colder than they were. <laughs> they're, they're still wiping the snow off, man. God, that's awful, Gee. I don't know what to I don't know what to do there. We're close to four in the morning, man. So. <laughs> All right, so let's just let's just talk about these. We're not. We'll make quick predictions. We're mm-hmm. not gonna. We're not gonna talk about all of it. Miami and Philly play tomorrow night. We have Port- in Miami. In Miami, we have Portland in New Orleans. In New Orleans, Golden State in in San Antonio, also in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so an interesting dynamic for the last one with Pop being out yeah. with his wife passing away. Yeah. Does that change the perspective of life? I mean, it doesn't change probably the outcome, but it's. I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be yeah, a different mood. It's gonna be a different mood. So I'm. I'm not optimistic, but I was never optimistic for San Antonio in that series whatsoever. Yeah, unfortunately, they're gonna lose, and um, you know, my heart's thoughts and prayers. Yeah, right. That's all we can really do. I just yeah. feel terrible for uh, Greg Popovich. Pop, Greg Popovich. Um, basically the quintessential coach of all sports like mm-hmm. he is the guy if you think of coaching in the nba it's greg popovich um i'm glad he's taking his time off i think yeah. he needs to take the rest of the series off honestly yeah and then refocus and hopefully Kawhi leonard comes back yeah like, i just yeah i don't want the spurs to be bad right so yeah um i hope he comes back but um, i mean if there was ever a person to rebuild though i mean yeah, i think he's the one who could do it so all right well all right so we're gonna, wins. we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up but if you're in the seattle area join us tomorrow evening at ltd bar and grill in fremont we will be watching probably probably all of these games at least in some fashion or another yes. uh but portland portland new orleans will probably be a central point of focus for tomorrow evening so join us and join us every single day for the playoffs or every single day that we uh we tune in and do this kind of thing That's so right. hey gay as always yeah. riding the pine yeah This is a Zencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Riding the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Riding the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Brad Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. Hi, 
it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.